Hey guys, and welcome back to the Feenstra Zoo. My name is Spencer Feenstra, the host and creator of the zoo. I'm here just to talk to you about things that are on my mind and on my heart. I hope you'll enjoy the show. If you do, please check us out on all social medias at The Feenstra Zoo. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. Hi everybody and welcome back to the Feenster Zoo. My name is Spencer and today we are here with my lovely wife Shalane. Hello. So today is going to be just a back and forth conversation between us. Nothing too crazy, you've heard it before, but today we get to talk about a spicy topic. <laughs> today we're talking about sex and all of the good, the bad, the ugly, the, the things no one wants to, to talk about and hear about. But I think it's important, especially because this podcast is about healthy relationship and a healthy marriage. Well, it has sex. So before we jump into all the fun that that's going to be, I just want to remind you to go check out BetterHelp. Um, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com forward slash The Fiendster Zoo. You get a discount off your first bit of therapy as well. You can find all sorts of great ways to help and improve your life but there will be a proper ad on this later right now we're going to jump right into our first topic so i thought we would start at the beginning okay god designed sex he made it for our enjoyment he made it before the fall of man so it's always been part of his plan for a good healthy marriage all of this to say there is a healthy expression of sexuality within a relationship. Now, we all hear horror stories about ways that this is twisted and abused and all of the gross that can come along with this. But there is a proper and healthy way to express your sexuality within, within a loving relationship. Now, babe, where do you think is the best place to start? Just like with anything, communication. That's exactly where I was going. <laughs> now, how would, how would you start this conversation? At what point would you start this conversation? Before marriage. And, like, that's not... Okay, so that's not saying that you should be having all of this you know crossing lines talk before marriage but like you're engaged you're on your way to you know you're going through marriage counseling i think it should be part of marriage counseling 100 um it was barely talked about in our marriage counseling <laughs> <laughs> we had very light and fluffy marriage counseling um, which I don't recommend, but for us it was okay. But it should be something that is talked about, in my opinion, in a safe environment of not crossing lines physically. Just there's that there's that like gray window peak, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's where you, when you should talk about it. Yeah, I think you touched on a, something really important there is that you're not crossing any physical lines. So when you're talking about this, like you shouldn't be cozied up laying in a bed after a movie or something talking about sex 
before you're married. Like, it's going to set yourself up for temptation and failure. Exactly. Not failure, but mistakes can happen in said situations. Right, and like it doesn't have to be there. You know, this could be take-home homework from your marriage counseling or whatever. But essentially, it should be a semi-comfortable conversation where you're able to talk about yourself and your partner. And I don't necessarily want to say like setting expectations because no. that's not that's not how that should start. But just you need to communicate about it. It needs to be a conversation to have had before your wedding night. And I think it it needs to continue. Yes. Like, that's where it starts and then it should continue forever yeah absolutely because speaking from personal experience like my wants and needs and desires have changed over the past near decade of course just like anything like it needs to be a continued conversation but you could say something about you could literally say that about anything you know, True. If you t- the things if you were to do the exact same questionnaire or topic <laughs> conversations that you were given in premarital marital counseling ten years later, I would love to compare and contrast that kind chances of chances are your answers <laughs> would be completely different. Yeah. Please allow me to interrupt here momentarily. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest online therapy service, 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just have to answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then, you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for you for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you can get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. More scheduling, more flexibility, and at more affordable price. And right now, you can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp by visiting betterhelp.com forward slash thefiendstrazoo. That's betterhelp.com slash thefiendstrazoo. And guys, I really just want to encourage you to try therapy if you never have before, because I can speak from personal experience that finding someone you can talk open and freely with, with no judgment coming back at you, someone who literally is there just to help you sort out whatever it is that's weighing on you. It's an incalculable value to yourself it's literally saved my life so please do yourself a favor and give it a shot 
you have nothing to lose. So please visit betterhelp.com forward slash the Fiendster Zoo. That's better betterhelp.com forward slash the Fiendster Zoo. And you can receive 10% off your first month of therapy. Now, getting beyond the conversation of, you know, expectations, not expectations, but that that initial sexual conversation, uh, there, there's more healthy expression physically after the I do's. Now, there, there's a point I want to touch on. You know, I can bring it up now anyway. Uh, it is possible and quite easy to be caught being lustful towards your spouse. And that crosses that line of healthy sexual expression in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I'm all for, you know, myself, I speak th- my needs through physical touch and, and that kind of thing. That's a big part of my love languages is touching and being touched. Um, but it's really easy to cross that line of, you know, I demand this every day. I, I want to be able to do what I want, when I want, how I want, when I want to do it. Mm-hmm, of course. So again, continuing that conversation is I want I've had conversations with my friends about how with their spouses or long-term relationships or whatever, where they're just like, you know, I just don't think it's fair that she gets the ultimate yes or no, because I want to do what I want now. (laughs) And that's just not how it works. But it's situationally, situationally, now this is not the case with everyone, but in no, in every relationship, one person is going to have higher desires than the other one. Yeah, libido right? stronger like libido, for one party. Exactly, exactly. 100%. Right? So, essentially, the person with the slower, that came out as slower, <laughs> the lower libido is going to be the person who has the final yes or no. Absolutely. Because that person could turn around and be like, all right, sounds good, or initiate something. Chances are the person with the higher libido is going to take that chance and run. So this isn't a she has the final yes or no, and this isn't a, well, why can't I have everything I want? That's just how it comes across. (laughs) Yeah, and that's... It's a, it's a it's different unmet, conversation piece. Well, it comes down to unmet expectations. Yes. A lot of people go into marriage being like, yes, I can have sex whenever I want to. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. That's not how it works. <laughs> now, there's something we said, we've had that conversation, is both parties at any point need to be able to say no. Mm-hmm. And it's really tough for you know, someone with the higher libido and said relationship when, you know, sometimes you got to just take the L for the night and be like, no, it's okay. Your needs need to be met, not just my physical needs. I need to come down to your emotional needs as well. And that's, that needs to be okay. Well, I think, so we've talked about 
our cup analogy before. Yes. Right? So that's how we've broken it up, right? Is you've got your me cup and your us cup and your physical cup and all of these cups are broken up to like broken up into sections. But you also need to realize, and it's a really good thing as a reminder for both parties, is that women need the emotional connection to have or to want to have sex normally. Now, I'm not saying this is for everyone, so don't come at me and say, (laughs) that's not how it is. But in my experiences, and it is proven for a majority (laughs) that women need the emotional connection to want that sexual connection. Yes. Whereas men connect through the sexual connection. Yes, I 100% You can't have one without the other, yeah. right? So it's it's this weird rotating circle where it all just needs to be very delicately placed on the scale. <laughs> <laughs> that that really is going to cover a lot of what we have to, or what I have prepped for this. But yeah, it's it's about meeting not just physical needs before sexual needs. Like it it's it's that really delicate wheel that has to go around like for for me to feel connected speaking personally as a guy what however you want to take that is i need that physical connection to deepen my emotional connection so it's a really fine balancing line that's why i said like sometimes for myself i just have to take the the loss for the night and be like i'm it's not happening tonight and that sometimes is harder to accept than other times, but Shalane needs that time to come back to me. We need to take the, that night to play a board game, just talk, lay in bed and watch a show, whatever it is. like that. Yeah, the other cups of ours need to be filled. Yeah. And sometimes it is, you know, bo- on both parts, right? Sometimes it's like, tonight I need a me a me night or it's very common for us to be like what are your expectations tonight well I kind of want a 60-40 night like let's do something together and then let's go do our own thing because our us cup still needs to be filled and put into but my me cup is really lacking today because logically as working and parents (laughs) (laughs) yep the only time we can do anything separate or together is after eight o'clock is after eight o'clock yeah, but it does go both ways. I know that sometimes I, you recognize I need the physical even though you don't want it or need it, mm-hmm. and you step up. It goes both ways. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like anything, though. Now, something I found really interesting when I was prepping for this is, you know, I, we really haven't talked about this. Do you think there is anything or many things prohibited sexually in the bible i've never gone digging i didn't i hadn't before either but when prepping for this episode i did i went digging out there is almost nothing so long as it's within the confines of a happy healthy marriage that's prohibited there's almost nothing so now I get that you no know, from when the Bible is written till now technology is a lot different from from then till now like there's a lot of different things and science and so much research has been put into 
the sexual desire of our world. So I get like there's not going to be something word for word prohibited in the Bible. And if you have verses you want me to check out, please send them my way. I want to do the homework on this. I think that it's probably created a lot of more gray areas because of that. Yes. And that that's kind of the consensus that I found too, is there's a lot of things that it's almost split 50-50 on a lot of different things. But it really boils down to Will this take away from the selfless nature that God put forth in a in a relationship? Does this make sex about like power dynamics? Mm-hmm. So I know there's a whole <laughs> topic of sex and control and BDSM, whatever. Like there's that whole topic there. I'm not going to get into that today. <laughs> but I'm going to leave it at power dynamics. Does this make me superior or controlling you in the relationship? And does this take this away from being a loving, godly relationship? Yeah, because the whole point of it is for two people to become one. Yes, exactly. That is literally what I've got. (laughs) No, that's awesome. So it's, like you said, it's, it's about two people becoming one union with god that is the the physical act of sex is about becoming one flesh with each other and with god so going down this rabbit hole i went searching i was like what what can and can't you do biblically and there's not much you it says you can't do (laughs) all right so for for me this is Okay, explore with your spouse. Try things out. Maybe you find things you like. Maybe you find things you really don't. But it becomes a fun game you can play together that can deepen your relationship and deepen your knowledge of your spouse. How many times have I said on here that I want to forever be a student of my spouse? I want to study Shalane constantly. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't help it. (laughs) But, but it becomes one more aspect. We can, we can study each other, Mm -hmm. right? Like it shouldn't be a chore. It shouldn't ever be a chore. No, no. So I just found that honestly, a quite intriguing topic that I've never really explored before of like, you know, I know sex is from God. I know that he wants us to enjoy it. He designed it to be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we wouldn't do it. <laughs> yep. So it's just one more way we can we can deepen that. So it, there's, a, there's a, like I said, science and so many things, so many studies go into this topic. Because people like sex and they want to know more about it. <laughs> Oh, for sure. It's professions built upon it, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. So my my next point in this is just sex should be more about relationship and intimacy than, well, I have it versus power and control, but it it really should. It's it's about relationship. It's about intimacy with each other. 
Mm-hmm. It's not about you and me. It's about us. Exactly. Now, the, the next thing I, I really wanted to touch on is sex should not be a weapon or a tool to use against your spouse. No. And I know that's really easy to be like, no, but it needs to be talked about because a lot of us, if we don't think about it, we naturally do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's the way of this world. I want to one up. I want to be better than. Right, like you want it, I have control of this, so therefore what can I, I have the power. Yeah, what can I make you do so you can get this thing? Yeah. It it shouldn't be a reward system. Shouldn't be a bargaining tool either. No. So I'm not saying that you should just have sex because the other person wants it. You both need to want it. But I'm also saying you shouldn't be like you said, using it as like a bartering tool. Like if you get all your chores done, I'll <laughs> like <laughs> gold star. No, it's not. <laughs> all right, you didn't do this today, so therefore exactly like you. My my massage was only thirty nine minutes long, not forty five. No, like it, it, these are funny examples, but. At the same time. <laughs> In the same time, we naturally do it, right? It's even like with children. It's like, well, if you're not going to do that, what is it that you want that I'm going to take away because you didn't do what you were supposed to do? You didn't eat your lunch, ergo no TV. <laughs> right? Like, you didn't eat your dinner, you don't get dessert. So th- that's why it it needs to be a conscious thing in your relationship that this isn't a weapon or bargaining tool. Or a gold star for the end of the week. Yeah. It also shouldn't be something that you ever compare with other couples. So very true. Not a point I had here, but something I was thinking about. Oh, the look you gave me? I thought it was like literally your next point. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's not something to put on your Instagram feed. Right? Like, like Everyone is different. Every couple is different. It, shouldn't, it also shouldn't be a bragging tool. You're absolutely right. Like it again, this is an intimacy thing. It's between you and me. Like Shalane and I, not podcast and myself. <laughs> but doing this, I'm inevitably opening our relationship up to a bit more public feed, but it's an important topic and one regrettably I've not talked about in the past three years of doing this so we've been married for nine years almost Almost. (laughs) what is something about sex or intimacy in general that you wish you could tell 17 year old Shalane well jokingly I want to say no just kidding (laughs) (laughs) Because if I say something like that, you're going to actually put it in there. (laughs) I really don't know. All right. I'll come back to you. Okay. Because you know the answer to your question. If I could talk to myself, 16-year-old, 17-year-old Spencer, whatever, I would tell me that I know the struggle is hard, but it's worth waiting for. Hmm. 
honestly, when I was 16, 17, 18 years old, man, it was tough to say no. Yeah. Now, luckily, I'm unique and Shalane's my only sexual partner ever. I'm somehow made it to, to to just my spouse but as awesome as sex is and it is it's worth the wait 100% and that's not something that is really talked about anymore like I've been involved with a handful of different youth groups I've been involved with church programs I've been involved with like like secular high school programs it's not talked about. Whereas, like, we grew up, like, I remember doing, like, the Brio Girls camps and, you know, all of those things where it's constantly, it's constantly talked about. As a guy, like, it it was giggled about in small group nights and that kind of stuff where, you know, my small group leader through a lot of my junior high and high school youth was like the associate pastor of the church of a pretty big church. <laughs> so it was like giggled about that. Ooh, sex is fun, but you got to wait. <laughs> but, but it wasn't really struck home. Yeah. Like it wasn't until, you know, I was engaged to my ex and everything that we started going through premarital counseling and as there it was brought up and at that point i'm like this is too little too late right like and that was a i know you're engaged and it's so close but you gotta wait and just it wasn't enough we should be equipping and i think that like you know so as a teen especially then as a teen girl like we talked about it in girls bible study we talked about it in girls youth groups we did like brio camps that were based on you know you've got to watch out with the you know this is what some of the secular music is and this is what you're filling your mind with and how you're presenting yourself and all of, like it is constantly not like I don't want to say drilled into you right but it's there and it's constantly talked about and for, for us, it was like, you got to wait. Hee hee. If you need me to buy you condoms, let me know. Mm, yeah, like it just, it wasn't, it wasn't done properly. So that's. I feel like so from, okay. So then from both sides of the spectrum, there was not, and there still isn't a good middle ground of equipping our teens even now. And I think it's because there's still a lot of, there's either zero stigma around sex yeah. and it is all very blatant and worldly and in your face, or it is behind a low, like a locked chastity belted door. <laughs> like, there's no in between. Yeah. Well, let me flip this for, flip the question for you then. I, our girls are still very young. When they're teenagers, what would you want to tell them? See, I don't think that it's necessarily like a, this is the special nugget of truth that I would want to tell them. I think it would be something that I wouldn't necessarily, like I don't want to drill and grill into them. 
Like you want it to be ingrained, but you don't want it to drill and grill it into them. No, because but, if you forbid it and put it on the top shelf, they're going to find a way to play with that toy, you know? Right. But also just like, so we have a con, like a very, we have a really good communication relationship with our children right now. Yes. So I think just as best as we can, keeping that going forward where it's not a stigma to talk about it, but it's also not a, this is how it is period the end right it comes all the way back around to it needs to be talked about it's communication yeah so i think with that it's hard not to i don't know i haven't really thought about it yet because i haven't had to but the challenge is is i don't think that we are equipping the younger generation properly no and i'm I work with a handful of people who are about 10 years younger than us. Mm-hmm. And they're, like you said, there's no stigma. They talk about everything all the time and multiple partners and losing track of how many people and whatever. Like, it, it's so unhealthy. And I always sound like I'm 90 years old when they come into this conversation because <laughs> it's, you know, Spencer, like, what's your body count? What's your, you know, biggest taboo, blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, I got nothing. Like, I've I've been married for almost a decade, and she's my one and only. <laughs> and, you know, it. and then they look at me like I just spoke Chinese because it's so unheard of. But it truly is the healthiest, the healthiest expression, yeah. right? Like, it's just you and me mm-hmm. yeah and i think it does it comes there's still so okay you could say that it's too worldly and fluid and mm-hmm. that kind of communicating so you kind of need that like happy medium we need to find out what that happy medium is that's not pavement pounding and yeah i truly don't know i don't know where that sweet spot is yet or what that sweet spot is yet. And luckily, we don't have to talk to our girls just yet. <laughs> you know, they're, they're still a little too little for this conversation. But it does, like I said, it just boils down to communication with our children, with each other. It's always a conversation, and it that's what makes it healthy. Yeah, exactly. Look at us go full circle. It's almost a nice place to wrap that up. Yeah, I think so, too. All right, so I'm going to leave it there for, for this episode then. But I do want to open this conversation up to you guys. If you have anything you want to add to this conversation, I'm happy to do a revisit on this topic, as giggle-filled as it could be, <laughs> because I'm a nine-year-old at heart who thinks everything's funny. If there's anything I missed, if there's anything you want me to revisit, or anything you want me to explain further or go deeper on or anything like that, or speaking to the parents out there, if there's any good books you could refer me to so I can have this conversation with my girls. As one, I don't know how to start this conversation with my girls because I'm a boy and haven't had to think about that. But please, I would love your input. I want this to be like we're sitting down for coffee at my table. So please open up this um, 
to another conversation. 100%. All right. Well, that's where I'm going to end this, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check me out on The Fiendster Zoo on every social media platform. Um, you can find more great podcasts at Podbelly Network. Um, I'm on there as well. Happy to be associated with all those shows. That there's tips and tricks for getting started a podcast if you want, or just tons of great shows that you can dive into there as well. And of course, thank you to the fantastic sponsor of this season, BetterHelp. Um, links for everything are going to be in the show notes down below. And if you want to support us directly, um, best way to do that is uh, buymeacoffee.com forward slash the Fiendstra Zoo. Again, links down below. Thank you guys so much and God bless.